Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. We are Simon and Madeline Carrington, founders of Fire Up Ministries. At Fire Up, our mission is to restore marriage and family life in our culture by proclaiming St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. This podcast is a place where we want to deepen our discussions on, on human relationships, marriage, family life, vocations, uh, masculinity and femininity, parenting and many other topics. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know they are loved and created for happiness. We are so glad that you have joined us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Fire Up podcast. I'm Simon Carrington, your host, joined by my beautiful wife, Madeline. How are you today? Good, thanks, Simon. Excited to be back for um, episode six. Um, we have t- entitled this podcast "How to Be Holy," and um, it is a a uh, direct um, flow on from episode five, which was called um, "Holiness Means Being Whole." If you have not um, heard that podcast, we we would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that one first before you listen to this one. So um, how to be holy, um, it's going to be fun. But before we, we, we begin, we'd like to uh, begin by thanking our first sponsor of the Fire Up podcast. That's right. So we want to thank um, Ramcon Group for sponsoring this podcast. Um, Ramcon Group is a family-owned and operated building company. They specialise in custom homes, granny flats and duplexes. They have... Over 18 years of experience in the construction industry, Ramcon Group prides themselves on quality, personalised service and a family-orientated approach to business. Whatever your project, be it residential, industrial or commercial, they can help. So you can email them at info at ramcongroup.com.au and we will post their information in our show notes. And we would really like to give a personal thanks and shout out to Rob Murad from Ramcon Group. Thank you, Rob, for your continued and ongoing support and generosity over the years. You've been a dear friend and a great source of um, of encouragement for us from the beginning of Fire Up. So thank you, Rob. Awesome. Well, um, let's start with a prayer, and then we're going to launch um, straight in, into this podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, um, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Send um, the Holy Spirit up upon us um, and all those that will listen to this podcast. We ask you to give us every grace and blessing that we need in order to grow, to be as holy as you desire us to be. We ask that you would um, you would ask all of the well. We ask that all the angels and saints in heaven those that have run the race before us, as it says in Hebrews chapter 12, that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of of, of witnesses that is referring to all the saints that have run this race before us. May they cheer us on with their prayers and, 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 uh, and support us in our time of need. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Simon. So as as you said, Simon, last podcast was about um, 
what holiness is and then some common obstacles to um, that can stop us from growing in holiness. But today we really want to um, dive into some practicals on how to be holy. And we're going to present five tips to becoming a saint. Now, a little disclaimer, we're not doing this podcast because we've got it all figured out and we're perfect and we have, you know, a one-way ticket to heaven guaranteed. We are right there on the journey with you, striving for sanctity, striving for heaven. Although um, I do think you're pretty holy. Thanks, Simon. Maybe it's because I'm married to you. Really? Thank you. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, no, I meant you're making me holy. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you haven't a stab at me? No, no, just kidding. Um, But I do love you. I love you too. But, you know, our vocation as well is that path to holiness in our life. So um, we're going to talk about a few things like um, the importance of prayer and the sacraments and how we can really grow in the spiritual life, which consequently leads to sanctity Mm -hmm. and holiness, which is what we're created for. So, um, yeah, just please know we're striving and we do not consider ourselves experts in holiness but simply as um, as very hungry for it and very committed mm. to working out how to become holy. Um, so I'll start us off with our first tip. So tip or point number one is surrender. Now, surrendering... Um, doesn't come easy to most people i know i struggle with surrendering on a daily basis struggling mm-hmm. to surrender to god's will in all moments of my life struggling to um surrender and trust completely in god in different different things or trusting that he will um you know do x y and z or that he knows he has a will that is going to make me completely happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, we've spoken about that a little bit in previous podcasts as well, just that complete trust in um, in God. Um, but surrendering really is, I think, the first key that unlocks our spiritual life because it's that point mm-hmm. where we really do hand it over to God and we say, I trust you and I'm giving you permission to act in my life. Um I think I think and and that 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 concept of of trust yeah. is 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 really central to to um to to surrender I think and just the um and and it's like it's like what is it that we're that we that what what is it in the act of trust that is so important it's it's I'm trusting that God is God and I'm not mm. He wants my happiness He wants my good. And so I, my will can be completely aligned to his will because I know that anything that God gives me is for my own good, whether I understand it fully in the moment, whether I see the light at the end of the tunnel through times of darkness or suffering, as long as I'm, I'm in the will of God, that is the only place I want to be. Mm. Amen. Amen. And also, too, it's trusting that nothing is outside of God's control. And there's mm. a great comfort that comes when we really believe that. Mm-hmm. That God cannot, no, nothing will happen to me that God will not allow, you know, mm-hmm. and and I can have complete trust that he will never leave me no matter what happens. 
Totally. No matter what suffering mm-hmm. I endure, he will always be there. Um, there's a great but I think just a very, a very quick point. To trust. Sorry, a very quick point on that. Just, just, just so we're clear, God does not will evil. He doesn't will anything bad to happen to us. Although he does respect the freedom of everybody that he has created, and you know, if 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 a if a, an 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 in an in in individual person wishes to perform an evil act or do something wrong to you because he respects our freedom so much he will he he he's um he will allow something evil to occur to someone in 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 like his passive will He's, he's not. He's not. He's not initiating the evil, but he will allow an evil to happen, but only because he knows he can bring something greater out of that evil. Mm. But he will. He, God never. Just to just to really make that clear, because we don't ever want people thinking that God chooses to bestow evil into our life as a as as a, as, a, as a cross. But he will. He will a, a, a allow bad things to happen. Um, in, in order to show his glory and how he will he will twist that around for our good. And in, on a practical note to growing in trust as well, um, something really practical that you can do to grow in trust and surrender is to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet and the Divine Mercy mm. Novena um, is very, very powerful. And um, the Sisters of Life have a beautiful prayer called the Litany of Trust, which is very, very profound. If um, you can get Will your you hands on it, you put that on the show notes. I can try and find a link and put that on the show notes. Absolutely. Um, and where we see this as well, I just want to go back to the um, the gospels and look at the the apostles and their response to Jesus's call. And mm-hmm. you know, it says in scripture that the apostles they dropped their nets to follow Christ. Now, these were regular men. They were fishermen. Um, that was their livelihood. And they um, encountered, had a, they had an encounter with Christ. And when Christ invited them to follow him, it says that they dropped their nets and did exactly that. Mm-hmm. And so I know most of us aren't fishermen. Um, <laughs> however, we can apply that question to ourselves and our own lives and ask ourselves honestly, what are the nets in my life that I'm afraid to drop should Christ call me to something or when Christ calls me to something, mm. you know, and, you know, what attach, what unhealthy attachments do I have to worldly things that would get of the way, get in the way of my yes, you know, mm. because let me tell you one thing, Mary was not clinging on to any nets. When that angel Gabriel appeared to her at the Annunciation, she didn't need, like she didn't hesitate to say yes to God's will because she wasn't clinging to any um, unhealthy attachment. She was Mm -hmm. free to say yes to God's will and look at the power of her yes. You can say the same about any saint, any canonized saint. They were free to say yes to God's will even if it included That's suffering, awesome. mm. like even if they didn't, they weren't even afraid to say yes to the cross, you know, like that's powerful. We've got to allow ourselves to get to that point. Open hands, man. Yeah. 
We have to allow oh, ourselves to get to that point where we are free to say yes. And we're not clinging to those nets. That's right, Simon. Open hands. Freedom. Remember, freedom is not the ability to do whatever I want whenever I want. Freedom is the ability to choose the good, as St. John Paul says. So Love surrender it. is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Simon, would you please share with us tip number two to becoming a saint? So Yeah, so the, the next thing that we, we think is essential is prayer and the, the s- s- sacraments. Um, now, when I'm talking about prayer, first of all, um, I'm, I'm speaking about I'm, I'm speaking about having a daily prayer life. So I'm I'm a big a, a big a big believer in having scheduled prayer every day. Um, if you're not in the habit of doing daily prayer, I would uh, s- s- suggest that you get a prayer journal. I think to 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 to, to journal your prayer is is a great way um, to help guide your prayer. But but even more important than that, have a scheduled time. To pray each day, um, I think you're, you're much more likely to do your prayer if you know that there's a time to do it. Mm. Um, now, I, I just want to—I'll I'll try and try and be brief here, but I think one of the, one of the the, the biggest uh, ob, um, ob, obstacles to prayer is I think people can 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 kind of um, over overcomplicate how they pray. Mm. And I think possibly one of the reasons why prayer can seem so complex is because it's actually so simple hmm. and we get worked up about how to do it. But prayer is 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 is, is simply uh, communication with your heavenly father who loves you more than anything in the world and he just wants you to be in, in his presence. Uh, it's not something that we should be scared of doing or worried about doing it right or wrong. Saint Jose Maria Escriva has a great quote. He says, "You know, if if you're wondering, you know, how to pray, all you have to do is say, Lord, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Like, teach me how to pray, and you've already begun to pray. Mm. So we should have great confidence in that. God's not there wagging his finger at you know the, the formulas and, and the methods you're using to pray." He just wants you to love him, and more importantly, put yourself in 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 a in a a a a a, a position where he can love you. Ultimately, prayer is where you let God love you and have an intimate relationship with you. So you know, I always I always cringe when we see people walk into their prayer time, and you know they they got a Bible and you know five different spiritual reading books under one arm and. Their pens and highlighters, and and their you know, I'll do ten minutes of this, ten minutes of that, ten minutes of this. When really, I think sometimes we can we could do well to leave all the books at home, except your prayer journal if you want to kind of you know pray through. Um, you're writing your thoughts down, but to not be overwhelmed by all this reading and prayer cards and novenas, and God just wants your heart. Mm. He just wants your. He just wants your time. Those things are great, and there's definitely there's a place for them. for them. But if you're setting aside 15 minutes a day for prayer, that's not the time you want to be spending reading. Mm. You want to be engaging God in in um in intimate prayer, and you want to be like open to hearing what He has to say. You know, not just 
like you said, I'm going to read this, I'm going to pray this, mm-hmm. and then I'm checking out. I've done my 15 minutes, tick that box, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I used to have an app that had all of these things to do, right? So, um, you know, say this prayer, then say that prayer, and then, you know, rosary and Angela's and, you know, uh, 15 minutes of spiritual reading and it was like and, this and, list and of prayer becomes a, 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 a like this checklist a, yeah but it was like a list of 15 things to do during the day and I was so attached to it because every day my goal was to Took tick every box yeah and it, it very quickly didn't become about encountering God it became about ticking a box mm. and um you know I've soon realized that this was kind of backfiring <laughs> on me <laughs> Um, but you know we can get caught up in that because yes, it's a great thing and all prayer is good is good. But um, is mm-hmm. it drawing us deeper into into our relationship and our union with Christ? That's, That's a the big question. Yeah. And look, I mean, and and this is um, this is not to kind of like to discount everything I've just said about you know don't get too hung up on formulas that are complex but you know this is this is a very 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 simple formula that that I still use especially when I'm having days that I just can't seem to get into prayer or whatever it might be um it's the the acronym is ACTS so A-C-T-S and I'm gonna add an S at the end of it myself so it's ACTS with two S's yeah ACTS so the A is for ad- adoration, C is for contrition, T is for thanksgiving, the first S is for supplication or asking God for petitions. things, yeah, yeah uh, p- 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 petitions, and the second S is stillness mm. or silence. Um, so it's a great way. It, it, it's a simple way to break up a bit of a prayer time, but to, to begin by ad, ad, adoring God, praising him for his His wonders and, and his, you know, how, how glorious and good he is, um, that's a great that, 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 that's a great kind of posture to begin prayer. Then um, to be to show con, contrition and sorrow for your sinfulness. So it's important not just to leave saying sorry to the confessional, but to make it a habit of every day mm. um, to uh, examine your conscience and then to say sorry for how you've offended God. To be to be thankful. I'll never forget there was a sign outside of a church I saw once that said, um, you know, what if you woke up with today, tomorrow, with what with only that which you thank God for today? And I've never forgotten it because there are so many things we need to be thankful for. Mm. So that's just a great, a great concept to take away. The first S supplication or petition is where you place all your worries, all your, all the things on your heart, your vocation, anything, anything that's kind of buzzing around, you know, you want to intercede for family and friends, for your purity. That's where you give all those all those uh, p- p- petitions to God and then finish by just sitting in the stillness with the Lord and then listen to what he has to say. Mm. I think, you know, one, one of the biggest problems with how we often pray is we, we sit down and we just talk at God 
And then when he's ready to give us his answer, we're ready to leave. Mm. So to always, always end your prayer by just listening to the Lord in in, in silence. Um, now, you, you always, when you talk about the sacraments, you often say that the saints had no eighth sacrament, right? They had all the seven sacraments that we had. We're not, we, we aren't um, um, at a, 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 a disadvantage in any way. Um, but I just want to really highlight the sacraments of the Holy Eucharist and confession. Mm. They, they, they need to be like the, 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 uh, the, 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 the pillars and foundations of your sacramental life. They're, 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 they're the two confession, the two sacraments that you can make use of as often as you like. Of course, to, to be at Sunday Mass is, is 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 a must. If we're not at least getting to Mass on Sunday, um, you know, there's there's something wrong. We need the Eucharist at least once a week. But I'm going to encourage you: if you are able to go every day, go every single day and receive the Eucharist every, every single day. Um, and confession, I, I would recommend. Or the, the Church recommends that we can't. We need to at least go once a year. Mm. But I would encourage no no more than every month. So just to, to keep that um, just to keep that kind of regular. Yeah. Um, the third point is kenosis. Kenosis is a Greek word which means self-emptying. Now we may be familiar with that um, scripture phrase, like Lord, may I decrease so that you can increase in me. And that's kind of the theme that we're talking about here, this idea of self-emptying. We want to rid ourselves of our sin, of our unhealthy attachment um, to worldly things, material things, so that we can create more room in our hearts for God's love and God's grace and his mercy. And one of my favourite quotes is by St. Bernard of Clairvaux, and he says, a wise man first makes himself a reservoir before a channel. Now, if we think of what a reservoir is, it's it's a it's like a dam or a large um, body of water, and it's it's deep. You know, it's full, um, and then that reservoir overflows to mm. um, a channel, right? So these little little streams or little waterways that go off and 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 feed through the town. Um, and so these, um, you know, whatever we do, whatever encounter we have should be an overflow from this reservoir of God's love in our heart. Um, and so I just think it's a really powerful image when we're talking about holiness um, and that can also be fed, like you were saying, Simon, through that stillness and that quiet prayer with mm. and union with, with God, but can also be fed through, you know, regular reception of the sacraments and our and spiritual reading as well can really help nourish us and um spending time with the scriptures mm. is a very powerful thing you know if we but wanna... not during your 15 minutes of prayer yeah. time <laughs> read read spiritual reading and then you 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 can take what struck you to prayer for 15 minutes but mm. don't just read every time you got scheduled prayer time yeah, that's something I, I often find um, Lexio Divina quite helpful to read some scripture and then meditate mm-hmm. on it and see what the Lord is trying to speak to me um, that day through the scriptures. Um, 
But yeah, I think this idea of making room for God in our heart is exactly what the saints did on a daily basis and they were more concerned about making sure that they were able to do God's will that day rather than their own. Now, I just want to read a brief um, passage from the book How to Be Holy by Dr. Peter Kreeft. Now, I'm sure that you'll imagine or be able to surmise that I used a lot of this book in preparing for this podcast, How to Be Holy. That's what the book's titled. And um, the subtitle here is First Steps in Becoming a Saint. So it's a great little tool and it's a great book. Um, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but he's got a chapter here on grace. And, you know, this idea of self-emptying, it's so that we can have more room for God to to fill us up with his grace. So I'll just read a few points from from this chapter. Grace is God's activity. Our job is not to produce it but to receive it. Whatever is received according to the is sorry, whatever is received is received according to the nature of the receiver, says the wise philosophers. Water takes the shape of the bucket into which it is poured, and so does grace. So if we pause there for a moment and we think about what Dr. Peter Kreeft is saying, he's saying that whatever, um, like God will pour grace into you even if you give him the smallest little crack, you know. Mm-hmm. But what are we, you know, presenting to God? Like are we giving him this rusty old bucket to fill up, you know, or are we are we there, you know, making this beautiful like throne room for him to pour his grace into. Um, what is the design of your heart? Like how clean is our heart when we present mm-hmm. it to God, you know? And, yes, we know that he loves us um, despite our sin, but showing, you know, like like you were saying, Simon, going to confession and um, frequenting the sacraments show or, or help show God how desirous we are of union with him, you know, and how much we desire to receive his grace because every time we frequent the sacraments, we receive grace. Amen. If we're in union with God. So those buckets into which God's grace is received are our souls. And just a final point here. When God's grace enters a human soul, it does not set aside that soul's free will but perfects it. We must freely choose to receive God's grace for grace is a gift. Okay, so just a few thoughts there, really powerful on um, allowing God room in our heart, giving him ownership of our heart and creating a space for him so that we can grow in holiness because the closer we grow to God, the closer we grow mm, in holiness. That's awesome. Awesome. So yeah, if, if, if you don't like reading, if you don't want to read the book How to Be Holy, this podcast does kind of summarise a few of his best points, that's I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so the fourth point that we think is essential for becoming a saint is to get a spiritual uh, um, director or advisor. So this would normally be in the form of a priest or a religious 
brother or, or sister as well. Um, so this is not to be confused with with you you you, you know with with just like a lay um, act, um, act, act, accountability partner, someone that you know that is just kind of running the race of life with you and is encouraging you in your spiritual journey. A spiritual um, director really is like a is is like a is like a coach in the spiritual life. Mm. It's someone that um, obviously you would hope is you know much further on in the spiritual life than you. And it's basically the best, the, the best, um, uh, um, uh, um, definition of spiritual direction I ever heard is it is two people that are, 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 that are, are, are listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit in the lives, in the life of one of them, right? So it's really, it is someone that you meet with fortnightly, monthly, and it's really you. You are sharing what's going on in your life, what's on your heart, what you're, you know, d- discerning. And your spiritual director, he's not just, you know, he's not just giving advice that's coming from you, from the top of his head. He's he's praying with you mm. into whatever it is you're struggling with, and he or she is listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. About how the Lord is 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 trying to lead this person. Mm. Now, I would I would honestly go so far, and and, and I, I can't remember what saint said this. Um, it might have been Saint Louis de Montfort or Saint John Vianney. I, I always get those two mixed up for some reason, mm. but I think it was one of those. But they said, you know, only a fool thinks he can be his own spiritual advisor. Mm. Right, so um, you know the the saint, you know saint, Mother Teresa, you know, had a spiritual director that journeyed with her through her darkness, and Saint Padre Pio had a had an amazing spiritual director that journeyed through his darkness. All the great saints, you know, they 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 and and. Entrusted their spiritual journey to someone else to guide them and coach them through it. So, if you don't have a spiritual director now, I would strongly encourage you to pray about um, who it is that that you may be called to ask to become your spiritual coach, your advisor, and someone that's going to encourage you and and push you in a good way to grow deeper in holiness and, and sanctification. That's a great point and so so important too. Um, so that brings us to our fifth and final point on journeying to becoming a saint, and that is charity. So, Simon, this sounds very simple, just love, but um, we know that that can be a very, very challenging thing to do um, in some areas of our life. Um and it comes a lot with um, not giving in to our own pride and our own selfishness and to put someone else's needs before our own. Um, and the definition of love or charity from St. Thomas Aquinas is to will the good of the other. So, you know, that means always wanting what is best for the other. 
So um, a lot of um, ways that we can be motivated in charity is to see Christ in others because if we really saw Christ in others, then Mm -hmm. we would never um, gossip. We would never speak badly of another person. We would never um, be jealous of another or all those vices um, that and sinful attitudes that we can have would just be non-existent if we truly saw Christ dwelling in the other. Um, you know, every encounter that you have, you can choose to um, bring someone closer to Christ by the way that you treat them, by giving them a warm smile, those kinds of things. Do you have anything that you want to add to to that? Yeah, look, I, I would just say, you know, um, I mean, I this point was 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 kind of was was largely inspired um, by the recent the recently canonized mm. husband and father Saint Saint um, Saint Louis um, Saint Louis Martin and in, in in a book that one of uh, he, he, uh, he, his daughters um, who, who was also a uh, re, re religious sister wrote about him, she just spoke so much about the way that he acted in charity mm. and virtue in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that left an impression on every single person that he dealt with. And there were really three main areas that, that she, she wrote about in the book. She said, you know, he was someone that just constantly um, performed, was, was just, he acted in charity. His, his charity just um, far um exceeded the average person he was constantly looking to you know love love everyone with you know i mean one a virtue that is so overlooked today is kindness yeah and she spoke about his just you know it's it's such a simple virtue but it's like you know he never never put someone down Never make someone, you know, ne- never make someone like the the, the you, you know like the the uh, the uh, b- 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 the butt of a joke or just he's constantly going out of his way to to, to be kind and to act with with charity towards um, people that he came in contact with. Um, also, just he was a man of of. Of, of constant sacrifice and mortification. Um, so, you know, very minor, small things like she said, you know, he would never get too comfortable. He'd never cross mm. his legs or put his legs up on the lounge or have his back against the, the, the back of a bench, you know, or he'd drink hot water instead of cold water or little things that, that you know, perhaps only those that live closest to him would have noticed, but then that he also left an impression. You know, he would eat stale bread instead of the fresh bread, and and all those things. Um, and you know, th- these are not they're not sinful to put your back against the backrest of a bench, but he did it just to continue to sanctify himself mm. and to to um to offer up those small things that largely no one would have seen. And also something else that I've really a, 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 a admired about him was that he owned his own business and um, he had a a a a, a jewellery shop, 
And, you know, he, he, he was even given the, the advice by his spiritual director that he could open the shop half day Sunday and he refused to do it because it was, it was, it, it was the, the, the Lord's day. Hmm. Um, and, and yet his business just continued to grow even though he was the only shop in the town that refused to open on Sunday. Um, he was big on, you know, he treated customers with the utmost respect. Um, he ran his business, you know, as, as ethical, as ethically as he possibly could, um, you know, fair wages, all those kind of things. They're small things, but they're, they're really important. And I think just, um, to grow in charity, to act in charity. So yeah, so that's that's how I would kind of summarise um, what it means to uh, uh, live and, and act in charity um, by offering um, mortifications um, and by just by honest work as well. I think the final point is really um, it's really quite simple. It's living in kindness, in love, um, putting others first. It's being virtuous. Virtue. Yeah. Virtue is, is the summary word. And you're talking about St. Louis, Martin, and if we can just talk about um, St. Therese for a moment, St. Therese Martin or St. Therese of Lisieux, as you may know her, um, you know, she is. she was so big in promoting doing small things with great love. And she was actually um, Mother Teresa's inspiration. So you mm -hmm. may have, you know, heard that quote equated with Mother Teresa as well, doing um, small things with great love. Um, but, you know, they were two women who really saw the value in doing little things, you know, so much so that, you know, St. Therese, um, you know, in her story of a soul, she writes that if a particular um sister in her community was getting on her nerves or mm -hmm. that she struggled with she would go out of her way to do acts of kindness and charity for that sister just to combat that um negative attitude that's mind-blowing yeah towards that sister she so, writes about that in story of a soul yeah, her biography yeah so like for example there was this one particular um sister nun who was um getting on her nerves and so saint therese um and i think saint therese actually says something like you know she got the feeling that this particular sister wasn't too fond of her either <laughs> and she went out of her way to go and do her chores um for that day so saint therese went quickly and did she did all of her chores and then she went and got, went to do that sister's. So when that sister came to do them, it had already been done. And St. Therese, I can't remember if I heard this was a story of her or if it's actually she writes about it in Story of a Soul. But nonetheless, it's a profound witness, very simple and very mundane but very profound, you mm. know, just that going out of your way to you, do You don't like me very much, do you? Why do you say you, that? You can do them, you, you can do my chores if you like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that that's our five tips to becoming saints or at least striving for sanctity. Um, we want to end again with our uh, uh, challenge for the week. Uh, mine, I'm going to begin. Um, look, this is something I just I harp on this all the time, but I just think it's because it is so important. 
I want you all to to uh, uh, commit to 15 minutes of prayer each day at a set time each day. Um, you work out what's best for you, but I I, I, I I can guarantee you, you will get that prayer done um, two or three times more every week if you've got a set time for it than if you were just trying to squeeze 15 minutes in somewhere because it just ends up becoming, oh, I'll pray later, I'll pray, to, oh, it's too late now. But if you've got that time, you just you uh, c- c- um, c- 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 commit to that time you grow in in uh, self discipline and and you get that prayer time done. Mm. Maddie, my challenge is to read the writings of a saint. Now it doesn't have to be all their their writings, um, but read something that was written by a saint. And there's so many different things. But for example, if you choose um, a pope who's become a saint, all of their writings are on the Vatican website, Vatican.va. Um, and just get to know a saint through their writings. I know that there have been times in my spiritual journey where I have focused on a particular writing of a saint. Um, I remember um, I came across this writing by Padre Pio on right conduct in Mass, and I would read it often, and it completely transformed the way that I participate in the Mass. So, you know, the writings of the saints can have a profound impact on us and can have the power to really stick with us. So, you know, we've mentioned the story of a soul. We've mentioned a few different saints. And I'm going to post some um, links and some suggestions in the show notes if you need some um, some ideas. But, yeah, don't definitely read about the saints, but read their writings mm. as well. You know, St. Teresa. Hear of, it from their own yeah, mouth. Yeah. St. Teresa of Avila has some incredible things on on um, the soul and, yeah, just, just beautiful stuff. Mother Teresa, St. John of the Cross. Yeah. There's so many um, incredible writings. And you can find, like, so many documents online as well. Like, you don't necessarily have to read a whole book or or a whole mm-hmm. collection of their writings, but you might just want to read a letter that they wrote. I know there's so many letters um, that, you know, St. Gianna wrote to her husband that yeah, are accessible yeah. online and, you know. Well, didn't in a, in a previous podcast, you, you, your, your challenge, your challenge for the week was to get a, was to find like a saint for the year. That's right. Right. Oh, yeah. So maybe just, you know, idea. if if you did, if you do have a patron saint for the year, um, maybe make it a point that this year you're going to actually read um, some of their their own, if they authored anything um, to read something they actually did write themselves, not not just a commentary on their life, but actually get to know them, read their own prayer journals, and um, you know something like that. But it's certainly. I find my prayer is better when I'm reading the life of a saint. Yeah, it just they inspire me and they they motivate me. In you know, and it's it's important it's important to learn the faith and to know how to defend the faith. But it's a very different experience than reading the life of Saint Padre Pio. It just does wonders for your prayer life. Yeah. So um, that's all. We'll put everything in the show notes, but. Um, Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Madeline, yeah. for your wonderful insights and helping me finish that quote from the saint. That's okay. Thanks, Simon. Um, 
God bless you. Thank you very much, and thank you all for tuning in. We can't wait for Episode 7 coming soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you would like ongoing formation from Fire Up Ministries, I would love to invite you to be a part of the Fire Up family. Please visit our website at at, at www.fireupministries.com for more information. For just $1 a day, you can have exclusive access to the content that we, we create just for our family members. We cover five key areas, singleness and vocation, dating, and marriage preparation, marriage enrichment, parenting purity to your children, and sexual apologetics. Each month we release new videos, prayer resources inspired by the theology of the body, and give you access to a private portal to answer your questions. The Fire Up Family is an online community of passionate people who are dedicated to being disciples of the teaching of Theology of the Body and working on allowing this teaching to transform their life. For just $30 a month, you can join us. We would love to welcome you to the family. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. God God bless. bless.